welcome to episode 72 of Export Audio, the giant sick cast. It's the Halloween special. Halloween special, the day episode Halloween. Halloween. Happy Molly-ween, everyone. Um, it's Molly's birthday. Oh yeah, it is Molly's birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Molly. Um, we're both sick. We both... Mm. Let's run down some sequence of events real quick. Okay. Yesterday. You went to work. I went to work. I was feeling great. I was feeling good. I was ready to go to work. You had to make the money for Starbucks.com? Yeah. We'd be in... We went to our wedding. We went to... (laughs) We went to someone else's wedding. And I was like, all right, time to get back to work. Got about an hour into my shift. I'm feeling fine. About an hour and ten minutes into my shift, I turned to my supervisor. I'm like... I don't know what's going on, but I hurt so bad that I cannot stand. Mm-hmm. And I kind of struggled through another 20 minutes of work before they were like, okay, you can go sit down. And so I went and sat down and did some dishes in the back, tried to make myself useful. And they were like, hey, we're just going to finish like one or two things and then we'll let you go home. We're just going to try and get set up so we're in a good spot for the rest of the night. And I was like, yeah, totally. I'm just going to like do these minor little things to help out. Um, and then, uh, went to the bathroom and puked and was like, hey, I'm going to go home. And they're like, yes, please do. <laughs> so Nora, Nora came and picked me up. Yeah. Um, and I spent hours, uh, screaming in pain. Yeah. From whatever nightmare flu I'm living through. Yeah. Um. Literally screaming. Screaming. Yeah. It was bad. It was a bad time for... Everyone involved. Yes. I took, <laughs> I took three baths last night because the bathtub was the only place oh, where there I... Was a, there's a special hidden third bath that I didn't know about. No, there was three baths. There was three baths? There was three baths. I took three baths last night because um, uh, the bathtub was the only place I felt relief from pain. Also fell asleep in the bathtub at one point. Nora thinks that's a problem. I can't imagine why that would be a problem. Anyway... Um, so, got in bed around 8, fell asleep around 10, um, spent, like, the next two hours kind of, like, thrashing, uh, that was fun, and then I woke up at 9am, and Nora was sick now. Also, I was still sick, just less sick. So, my perspective. Uh Uh-huh. We got you in bed around, I think, yeah, around 8 o'clock or so. I sit there in bed for two hours with you. Like, I have spent all night with you, like, not being able to help. Just kind of like, here's some soup. Oh, you don't want the soup. Here's the drink. Oh, you don't want the drink. You're going to puke. Okay, I'll get the bowl. Oh, you're not going to puke, actually. Okay, well, I'll put the bowl back in the sink. And then, um, by the time I ended the night, because I got a good, like, four and a half, five hours after you went to bed, just hanging out online. You know, um, and I was like, mm. <sighs> you got a little, little itch in my throat. Little, little, little tiny itch in my throat. Just a little itch. Nothing to worry about, probably. Also, my left nostril's a little bit clogged up. That's probably be fine in the morning. I wake up to a sore throat, which has thankfully gone away because it was probably because I was breathing through my mouth all night because my nose got stuffed up. Mm. So... Ah, uh, you made me sick. Is my is the point I'm making? <laughs> yes, but someone else at work made me sick. Yes, or perhaps someone at the wedding. 
but probably, probably someone at work. work. Somebody at work. Because someone at the flu, yeah. someone at work had the flu last week, and they luckily did not come to work for a couple days because of it. But anyway, yeah. So you impromptu took a double weekend. Yeah, because I I left work early yesterday. Uh, thankfully, like I posted in the group in the group chat, like, "Hey, can someone cover my shift tomorrow?" And someone responded within like a minute, so that was cool. And then today was a little more stressful getting my shift covered, but I got my shift covered tomorrow. So I have two days off work now. I'm gonna go back to work the day after tomorrow, do a single shift, and then I was already scheduled to be off Saturday and Sunday. So I'm just not gonna make any money this week. But that's fine. You're alive. I'm alive. And I'm not getting everybody at Starbucks sick. Yeah. You're so. not a detriment to the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, it's almost Halloween. It's, you know, the 30th of October. And all month, you have been asking me... When can we watch Van Helsing? And I've said... I have an annual tradition for Halloween. I watch Van Helsing, open parentheses, 2004, close parentheses, starring Hugh Ackman and the lady from Underworld. Kate Beckinsale. Is that Kate Beckinsale? Yeah. Huh. I believe so. There's a person I haven't thought about in quite some time, but have a great deal of fondness for. Just like me. I think about you all the time. That's true. (laughs) Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, so all week you've been like, hey, we're gonna watch Van Helsing, it's my Halloween tradition, and I've been like, okay, I guess we can watch Van Helsing. (sighs) She really wants to watch Van Helsing. Why does she want to watch Van Helsing so much? What's... I haven't... I've never seen Van Helsing, but Van Helsing has a reputation. Does it? As a bad movie. Oh... Van Helsing has I googled a... it and it get in the auto like generated score from whatever aggregate did come with that, come out in at a one star out of five. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, so I just assumed it was bad because you're gonna. I'm gonna say this and you're gonna take this the wrong way. You often like bad things. <laughs> no, this is what I've heard all my fucking life is that all the things I like are bad. So like whatever. No, there's really no way to salvage no, this. There's really no, there's one way to salvage it, honey. What was that? You can give me a kiss. Um, so, you often like bad things. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those things that Nora likes that is bad. <laughs> so we rented it today and watched it. And within the first five minutes... It's the greatest film I've ever seen. Within the first five minutes, you were like, oh, oh, this is good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That movie really took me by surprise by being fucking incredible. (laughs) A thing I said to you was that this came out the same year as Godzilla Final Wars, Mm -hmm. and kind of has a Final Wars vibe to it a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um... This is a very Castlevania energy to me. I've always, yes. like, as a kid, when I was, like, into Castlevania, like, if I had been playing one recently and I wanted to... It was my turn to pick a movie during dinner. So that's what we did for dinner is we sat in the living room and watched a movie. Um, then I would put on Van Helsing if I had been in a Castlevania mood. Mm-hmm. 
While we're talking, I am going to just put Van Helsing into my letterbox. As one of your four quick. favorite movies? Not quite that good, but... Um, but uh, it is a five stars from the autumn-June. Um, I will say, I think the first half is five stars. I think the second half went a little long, in my opinion. I only, can understand. It's the only... Look, I know why you're saying that, but you are wrong. You know, I'm fine with that. You know, I would just accept that I'm wrong. We did, at almost exactly the halfway point, have to pause for five minutes because friends came back with groceries. Whatever. Ten. Whatever it was. You know, took a break. Uh, Got a space heater for the house because uh, our heater don't work. Yeah, we're going to try noise removal of the heater, but we do have the heater running all day, every day, and the house does only get up to 60 degrees. If that's even correct. Which it... Seems like maybe it is not 60 degrees in here. Yeah. Especially in here, the basement. Yeah, the basement? Very bad. We have blankets on right now. We are right next to the heater. We do not usually record with blankets on, but we are sick girls and we are recording with blankets on. That's true. Um, So Van Helsing. My fit. I also, um, the the one outtake where he says, I present to you Van Halen! <laughs> like, just all, that also gets stuck in my head where sometimes I think that instead of Van Helsing. It's really good. So many lines from this movie are permanently seared into my, my brain in, like, a way that watching your favorite movie as a kid will do to you. Right. But, like... I mean, we watched Holy Grail last week, and I had that with Holy Grail. Even if... Even if Holy Grail had not been, like, quoted into oblivion or whatever, like... Sure. I would still know... I, I mean, hell, I forgot the intonation and delivery on most of those bits. Yeah, you know what I just remembered? In Warcraft 3, and also in a couple other Blizzard RTS games... Uh-huh. You could, like... You would click a unit once to select it. Yeah. Right? Um... And you could like you could keep clicking. You could keep clicking, yeah, and you'd get a bunch more Starcraft voice lines. Had this too. Yeah, Starcraft had this too. <clears throat> uh, the peasant for the humans did just do Monty Python quotes if you clicked him for additional voice lines. <laughs> I just remembered this. Uh, Van Helsing, a better movie than Holy Grail. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um. It's really fun. It's really, really fun. Um, <clears throat> it is like the Dark Universe blueprint. Right? Yeah, yeah. I wish... The thing I kept saying to you throughout... Was I love you. Besides that... <laughs> movies used to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the MCU has really flattened movies in the past... Ten years, uh, uh, there's a bit, in, there are a couple bits, just two, I think, uh, in Van Helsing, where you have Hugh Jackman in one scene, and, um, Kate Beckinsale in another scene, and- Anna. Anna. And you cut back and forth between them, and I was like, oh, right, cross-cutting, that classic film technique that I haven't, that- that MCU simply doesn't use. They do. Not it's, often. Like, they cut between, like, oh, Hawkeye is going to be on screen now, um, and then when you wake up, uh, Captain America is doing a thing, and then... Yeah. It's kind of just, like, it's not two separate scenes. It's just kind of the same scene, and we're cutting to different 
like things happening. Sure, yeah. Like this is Star Wars. Star Wars did this, and then with each prequel movie, they increased the number of things it was cutting between. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's a it's a very basic action film technique. This film also uses colors, which I'd oh. forgo- I'd forgotten was which a- is very funny because it does have a black and white opening for about eleven minutes, which is not something the MCU would ever do. No, like nothing in the MCU is an homage, though. That's true, but, like, no MCU movie would just, like, have an idea and run with it. We can't just compare this movie to the MCU. No, we can't, but the thing that I was reminded of watching this movie is that I used to enjoy movies at all, and I hate just being old man yells at cloud, but the MCU has really sapped all joy I used to get from movies um and like all action movies really just feel the same to me now and Van Helsing was an excellent reminder of why I used to like action movies Van Helsing was an excellent reminder of why I used to like the first three Spider-Man movies and like Batman 89 and like Van Helsing is good and fun and there's a romance subplot which is bad (laughs) and cliche but is a thing that movies have stopped including and so it it kind of felt like what M said about Metroidvanias or like Metroidvanias used to be this thing that you got every year and now now that doesn't happen anymore and so when you get one even if it's like mediocre or like the samey it's like oh i haven't had one of these in a while i think M was specifically referring to castlevania yeah. you know not metroidvanias but specifically to but symphony were... of the night style sure because we do get metroidvanias every year we do get mm. lots of metroidvanias do every we year. where are... somebody tell me where they are axiom verge time spinner um, You've named one video game that is good and real yeah that's true Actually, axiom verge does suck um, it looks ugly. It looks ugly. It is totally without a soul, in my opinion. Well, honey, um, video games are objects. They don't have souls. Axiom Verge really feels like, really truly feels to me like a video game created solely because there weren't any 2D Metroids, not because of any particular passion, you know? Mm. I don't know. I'm trashing Axiom Verge suddenly on this podcast. But that game is boring. Um, Zeo Drifter is another Metroid-style game that we get. Uh, I want Time Spinner, but, like, times 20 mm-hmm. is what I want. Like, in scale? Like, yeah. Okay. In scale, in, like, intricacy. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about Bloodstain, Ritual of the Night. Okay, but in Time Spinner, there's only one character on screen who is straight. And it's the villain. <laughs> in Bloodstained, there's some real straight energy to some of those characters. Yeah, that's fair. Like, David Hayter plays a, a samurai vampire hunter. Sorry, I'm just burping and stuff because I'm sick. We're entering the rocking phase. We're entering the rocking phase. That's an in-joke. Yeah, we've never done those on the podcast before. Yeah, but usually our in-jokes are at least referenced on the podcast. Mm. 
Eh. Um, do we have more to say about Van Helsing? We watched the bloopers afterwards. We watched the bloopers. Those are fun. Those are fun. We watched the bloopers for these. Well, hold on. Okay. A common theme in the Van Helsing bloopers reel was, um, oops, I broke a prop. <laughs> like, just things breaking and or Hugh Jackman falling down were Hugh most Jack- of that. <laughs> Hugh Jackman falling down and then saying something in his Australian accent, <laughs> which was always delightful and charming. It's always fun when you see blooper reels and remember that, like, because we also watched some Star Wars blooper reels after that, and, like, John Boyega also occasionally, also occasionally, when he knows it's not the take, just gets into his British accent. Uh-huh. Um, English accent, I think. I don't know. It's the same British thing. accent is same maybe thing. not... I don't know. Are those not synonyms? They're sort of synonyms, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I don't here, know anything about Britain. I'm not here to try and finagle the difference between Britain and... <laughs> Britain, that's new. That's fun of thirty. Britain, Great Britain, England, the UK. I think, I think those. That's all of it, right? I mean, well, also Ireland, Scotland, Wales. But if you're talking about accent, no. If you're talking about the place, Britain, Great Britain, the UK, and England. All people will hear that and, like, it's the same thing. I don't think that's true. (laughs) It's the same thing. I think we are showing our asses on the podcast. folks, please enjoy my ass. (laughs) Um, Gritten. Gritten. Export audio, episode 72, Gritten. When you listen to this podcast, find the tweet where we plug it. And reply in all lowercase what you think the spelling of Gritten is. Well, if I make that the episode title, you there will be a canonical... We will say something funny later. <laughs> and that will be the episode title. Well, we're 19 minutes in, and I'm sick, and I'm like, oh, this was a mistake. No, I am energized. I am ready. Okay. I have... The other day, I had an idea for content, and I can always pull the ripcord and give us some content. Um, wait, we had content recently where I was talking about League of Legends that I was going to ask you some questions about League of Legends or something. Okay. What is your, what is your content? Um, well, it will require a little bit of Googling, so forgive me listeners for the typing sounds you're about to hear. That you're going to edit out, surely. No, there's no way to edit this out when on a local recording unless we both shut the hell up and also I remember to come back to it later. Okay, well, in that case, um... Hey everyone, how's it going? I've been having a pretty good week, all things considered. Uh, we're going to GameFacts.com. Best video game ever, according to GameFacts.com. I had the bad idea that we could. Yeah, I, I, we could I knew do about this, this bracket ourselves. And I knew what the answer was. Okay. I knew what the winner was. I yeah, Undertale. This. Yeah, Undertale. Beats Ocarina, Ocarina of Time in second place for some fucking reason. <laughs> it's still funny to me. My I can't believe the Pope's favorite video game is the best game of all time. My content ripcord idea was us doing this bracket. How do you feel about that? I think that it would probably suck. Yeah? I just don't think it, this one is going to be funny. Okay. 
But you know, what could, do you think is better, Chrono I think, Trigger or Ratchet and Clank Three? What I think is better is if you look on the right side of your screen, you'll find a link to the top 100 most popular games on GameFAQs today. Okay, let's uh, let's scroll down. See what people need guides on. Um, now hold on, let me just rank day Okay, okay, okay. So at number 100. This is what people need guides for, right? Is, this or is, are talking about. Doesn't say. It just says top 100 games by platform. I would assume this is the pages people are visiting and yes. engaging with. Maybe forums are involved. Call of Duty Modern Warfare <clears throat> 2 is number 100. Is 100. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Also, number of days that it has been in that position. Yeah. Uh, which Modern Warfare 2 has been the 100th most po- top game on Jamefacts for 497 days. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt? 1,274 days. This is days. funny. Though. Oh, is this, this is not funny? This, bad, this is just boring content. This bad, bad podcast? Yeah, because this is like our um, best video games ever content, except... There's not anything funny to say about, oh, everybody's just looking up guides for Final Fantasy IX, which is at 94. Uh, okay, well, in that case... Uh, everybody's looking up guides for Shin Megami Tensei Persona 4. Do you know about Shin Megami Tensei games? I sure don't. <laughs> That's so much funnier. <laughs> It's so much funnier now than it was when they recorded it. Uh-huh. Did they make the Persona 4 know. Endurance Run specifically because they didn't know I, anything about Shin Megami Tensei? I don't even know. Like, that could have been recorded during the Endurance Run. I don't know. I don't know. Endurance, that Endurance Run was recorded so long ago. Final Fantasy XV's on here. Right below Link's Awakening for the Switch. I don't know. I don't think this is fun or funny. No, not really. We um, have no content because there's nothing to say about Van Helsing other than it's good. We can get content. We do have one email about Van Helsing, I know. We do have an email about Van Helsing. I can read that. But yeah. then I do have League of Legends content we can dig into. Okay. Give me League of Legends content. We can also just do a short one because we're sick and recording was a mistake. Says you. This is from M. I have a very clear memory of going to see Van Helsing in a theater, and everyone laughed at the climax where Wolf Hugh Jackman howls over the body of his love interest, and it was great, and then I went online, and people were acting like the movie was bad and not the most charmingly silly thing on Earth. No questions, just shout-outs to Camp Dracula and Bliss, David Wynnum, for immediately flushing his being in uh, Lord of the Rings Goodwill. He's great in this. I don't know who that is. Uh, let's look him up. Let's look him up. Oh, he might be Dracula, but I can't think of who he would be in. Um. Oh no, he's oh, he's he's the monk. He's the friar. The friar. The friar. Who was he in Lord of the Rings, though? Um. Was he? Faramir? He was Faramir. He was Faramir. Weird. I don't think I've met him then yet. We should watch The Two Towers at we some sh- point. We should soon. do that. It is constantly unfortunate that The Two Towers came out in 2002. I 
I guess. I don't know. I just always, I think about that all the time, and we're on this IMDb page. Anyone else you want me to look up on IMDb? I, I, I am, I am, hmm. Can't talk. We are too sick for podcast. Let me tell you about Runeterra. Tell me about Runeterra. Runeterra is the world of League of Legends. Okay. So... Um, I'm improvising here. I'm not going to help you because I don't know what this is, the content that we're doing. I might not have content. You might not have content. Okay. I'm looking through this thing and I might not have content. When did we... We last recorded like three days ago. And the only thing we've done is gotten sick and watched Van Helsing. And I thought we were going to have more Van Helsing content. What's your favorite monster from Madden House in 2004? Uh, I really liked Jekyll and Hyde. Oh. Yeah, I thought Jekyll and Hyde was a lot of fun. Um, you thought it was something else. I did briefly think it was the Hunchback because they were in Notre Dame. Yeah. I thought that's where they were going for at first. Also, he says, I missed you in London. So is Jekyll Hyde the... Is Jekyll Hyde Jack the Ripper? Is that where we're going with this? Is this is like I don't think so. A combination of all myths. So I don't think so. I think they would. I think in the hypothetical, like sequel, Jack the Ripper would just be his own deal. Or Van Helsing is Jack the Ripper. Like, no, the, his because he is wanted for murder, and they would just attribute it to him. Yeah. Um. Also, he's definitely an angel, right? He's definitely an angel. I think. That was the vibe I always got when I, the read I had watching this movie for years was always that he was a secret angel. I should. His name is Gabriel. He's hundreds of years old. You still haven't seen the Hellboy movies. No. I think you would like the Hellboy movies. Even if you, I don't think you would like Hellboy comics. I've been told both of these things. Um, by me several times. I was also reminded that I should just keep reading Hellboy comics because Hellboy comics have a very have a similar thing that I like, even if they are tonally pretty different. The like monster hunter guy, I really like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Hellboy. I like Van Helsing. I like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's a lot of fun in this. Has he been yeah. in anything else? Um, you know, he was in a movie called Australia. I think. He was God. He was in a movie called Australia. Same director as Moulin Rouge, which we still need to see. We do need to watch that. We said yeah. we would watch that. That movie's good. It, it looks good. That we had a really choice good. the other day of do we watch Moulin Rouge or Monty Python and the Holy Grail. We did a Twitter vote, and then we were disappointed that we were both sad that we weren't going <laughs> to watch Monty Python. So we watched Monty Python anyway, which. Was pretty good and also kind of sucked. I don't know. What is there to say about Monty Python and the Holy Grail in 2019? Fucking nothing except quoting it or something. <sighs> um, that movie. Here's the thing: is that that movie for years has been ruined for me by uh-huh. everybody being terrible uh-huh. and just saying things from the movie. Listen. 
At the turn of the century, referential humor was the only way we could cope with the horrors of the world around us. Um. And so, saying a line from a thing was very cool and funny, especially if you got the reference. Then you're cool. Yes. Like, I said something that was, like, similar to a thing, or I evoked something when I was hanging out with in that game group uh, a couple weeks back. And college students still do this. Yes. Of, like, ha, I got that reference. Yes. Good job, champ, I guess. Yeah. Um, so... That movie's been ruined by, for example, clicking peasants and getting them to say Monty Python lines at you. That's okay, though. That's okay. Um, but that movie is still funny. I can't imagine being a person, like, pre-2008, playing Dungeons and & Dragons and, like, having that movie quoted in every session. Yeah. Because that happened. I know it happened. I was never in one of those groups. But I know millions of people. Think about my physics. For me, it was my high school physics class was just rife with this shit. Because of the the physics jokes in the movie? I don't even know. Like the, the, the bird? I don't even think that's it. Mm. Though I almost certainly heard someone said... Velocity, and someone else would say airspeed velocity of a laden swallow. <laughs> I would still rather watch Monty Python than look at Invader Zim. That's true. Yeah. Same. I. Yeah, I liked Invader Zim when I was a kid too, for like a month. But. I am glad that I don't have to see it anymore. I would, I would still like Invader Zim if it were not for people... Capitalism? I would still like Invader Zim if it were not for merch and people saying, wow, that's so random, LMAO. XD, so random XD. So random XD. <sighs> so random Disney XD. This podcast sucks. Every podcast we do sucks. I'm very self-conscious about the suck of this podcast, though, because I'm sick. We have an excuse. Usually we don't have this excuse. We of, could also oh, we just not suffering. record. I wanted to make a podcast. I'm I'm energized to make a podcast. I just didn't like bring any content because the content I was uh, consuming until yesterday was for Titans. Hmm. And I realized it was a little bit longer than I thought it would be, but I'm going to finish the comic and I'm going to talk about it on Titans. Do we want to? Do we want to? Because Titans got pushed. We were originally going to do Titans Tuesday. It got pushed because I was writing my resume to start applying for more jobs. We were originally going to do it today, and scrapped it because I was sick. Uh-huh. Do we want to tentatively pencil it in for tomorrow and see yes. how we're feeling? We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, the only other thing we've been uh, taking out as content we can't talk about yet because it's um, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Uh, I do plan... Okay. I had an idea. Okay. Two years ago, I... Wow, two years ago, huh? I 
every Saturday leading up to The Last Jedi coming out, I streamed a Star Wars movie. It was mm-hmm. great fun. Um, Rabbit's dead now, I think, so we can't really do that. I got an email. I'm still talking. You... <laughs> but, since we can't do that, I was thinking, what if we did a little mini-series of pods on export where we watch Star Wars movies as in the build-up to the Maybe. Uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Maybe. I don't know if that would be any good. No? I don't know what I would have to say about any Star Wars movie. Okay. They're Star Wars. They're good. Sometimes they're bad. But even when they're bad, they're good. I don't know. That's true. Mm. I started reading Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Um, yeah. You also listened to the audiobook, but not the radio drama of A New Hope. Yes. Okay. So, we're talking about... We talked about it before, and then it got postponed because there was production issues of getting me audiobooks because I couldn't read regular books very easily. And it's back on now. Uh, the War in Our Stars. The War in Our Stars. Nora and I are going to read every Star Wars book. We're going to do it, folks. We're going to do it. And on the last time... With we did an ex- asterisk. Yes. Every Star Wars book that has an audiobook equivalent. Yes. I'm not going to read a book by myself and try to sum it up for Autumn. Yeah, that would suck. So, uh, last time I said I couldn't find an audiobook of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. I found it. Um, I had found it before and just thought it was an amateur production and was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this because it's just an amateur production. It turns out that's the real thing. Yeah, and you just were just that, mean. Just that audiobooks were a very different thing in 1978. Uh-huh. Um, God, God bless her heart, whoever's record, recording this. She's trying... Uh, sometimes she, uh, clearly splices in different takes on things she said. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she should have spiced in different takes on things she said. Once she did stumble over her words and then start the sentence from the beginning. Ooh. Another time she crossfaded one take with another take. Ooh. Poorly. That's fun. Um, but bless her heart, she's trying. Um... She did not provide her name yet. Maybe at the end of the book she will. Uh, because this was 1978 and the whole, like, books on tape, recorded books, audible thing of, like, this is audible. And now I will tell you who wrote the book, the name of the book, and who narrated it. Like, that was not formalized in the same way. What if I give the credits on who the audible man is? I don't know who the Audible man is, actually. Hmm. This is Audible. Um, the one that I remember from finding public domain stuff in audiobook form when I was um, when I was pretending to be homeschooled, I guess, is a phrase you could say, uh, was, this is a LibriVox recording. Yeah. Um, so... So books... Yeah, I'm reading Splinter of the Mind's Eye. It's it's a thing. We will talk about it more in depth once uh, mm-hmm. I have finished it. You need to start reading it, I yeah, guess. I need to get on that. 
Um, let me know if you want me to get you that EPUB, because I've got that. I have it, remember? Okay. You gave me that. Okay. EPUB. So. I think. But, um, I was going to say something else about it. Oh, but, okay, so we are going to talk about Splinter of the Mind's Eye. I previously said on this podcast that we were going to skip Splinter of the Mind's Eye, but because I have this audiobook, we will be reading and talking about Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Which is a trip. Yes. The thing we will probably not be talking about, I listened to almost all of it because I thought maybe we would have something to say, but we probably won't, um, is Alan Dean Foster wrote another Star Wars book before he wrote Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Oh, what's that? Uh, From the Adventures of Luke Skywalker, a.k.a. Star Wars, a.k.a. now A New Hope. It is now just called A New Hope. He wrote the novelization of A New Hope. Um... When we first in... Sorry. Ghost wrote. Ghost wrote. Because if you bought that book when it came out in December 1976, about five months before the movie came out, it would say George Lucas on the cover. Mm-hmm. I have that. Or did, before I moved, It was I had a blue hardback, uh, just a tiny little book. It wasn't that tiny, but it was. A, it's a short It's a, it's short a pretty short book. Um, but yeah, I had a copy of that, and I think I left it in the movie. So when we first started talking about this, I guess it was only in September. Like, we we were talking about this in September, yeah. I think. Um, the last four months have been both very long and very short. Yeah. Um, so, when we started talking about it, I started reading from the Adventures of Luke Skywalker on, on my Kindle, and I couldn't keep up, mostly because it was bad yeah but that was very interesting because um that was written based on because it came out in ni- December 1976 was written based on uh the script that Lucas had written um it was not uh written based on the beautiful and joyous movie that Marsha gave us um it was written based on George's uh, terrible script, and so terrible, horrible, no good, very bad script. Yes, and so you got things like the wedge scene with which a I lot th- of homoerotic overtones in there. I think that seems good, actually. That seems all right. If Star Wars was being made today, you would get that scene. Yes, um, I feel like the There's... so here's the thing: mm-hmm. this audiobook is not... doesn't have that scene, does it? The Well, I was going to get to there. Because I was going to say, I wish I had been listening to the radio drama version, because it is different. Yes. Um, so, the book, as it is written, has things like the wedge scene, um, has scenes in a slightly different order, because once Marsha got her hands on, on Star Wars, like, re-ordered things around in a different way, because, like, the book went very like Leia scene, or the the prologue with the ship getting captured, and then a Luke one Luke scene, and then one scene of Leia on the Death Star, and then one scene of um, Luke, and then one scene, and was like very much moving back and forth between their perspectives. Marsha changes it so that it is the prologue and then a prolonged sequence from Luke's perspective. 
um, before you get anything with Leia again. Um, the audiobook, I assume, was made after the film came out because um, there's a really weird thing where, like, you used to buy novelizations of books. From what I understand, I was not around for this because I was born in 1996 and just had a VHS player until I was five when we got a DVD player. Um, I think in the form of a PS2. That tracks. Yeah. Um, but as I understand it, you used to buy novelizations of movies because VHS tapes were uh, expensive and you would just buy the $10 novelization. Um, and so there's this audiobook that I see, and I can't understand why this audiobook of A New Hope uh, exists at all, because this audiobook has a lot of production value in it, and it seems kind of like expensive, and I know that like these days, if I just go to audible.com and want to buy a Game of Thrones audiobook, that's going to run me like $35 unless I have my subscription, you know? Um, so I can't imagine that audiobooks were that much cheaper back in this day. And also, this audiobook is really interesting because it takes Alan Dean Foster's text and fits it to Marsha Lucas's movie. <laughs> um... Because and also some of the sound effects used are from the movie, yes. and some of them are not. Yes, tell me they, about R two D two. Because they play. I can't. I can't do it. I don't know what bum, you're bum, doing. Bum, 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 they play ba, ba, that. Ba, da, ba. <laughs> <laughs> they play that at the start of the audiobook, and they have like official blaster sound effects. Yes. No, no, no. They have they have official blaster sound effects. They do not have an official uh, land speeder sound effect. Ooh. They do not have official R two D two beep beep bop beep beep bop. They have some beep bops, but they are not official. Yeah, they are not official. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Th- they had something. They're um, and I'm going to say this, and we're all just going to accept into our hearts that Star Wars is racist. Their sand people sound effects sound like they were official, but not like processed in the same way because it sounds like it was the guy shouting but they didn't have like the proper echoes and reverbs so it's just on a it. guy saying so it's like, yeah it's just a guy going ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they sure do call them sand people sometimes that is what they call them in weird this how they, they stick to Tuscan Raiders generally these days <laughs> yeah weird how they just say Tuscan Raiders I couldn't remember the words Tuscan Raiders and that's why I had to say sand people just now uh-huh. God, Star Wars sucks. But here's the thing: is I listened to, I listened to everything until they got on the Death Star, and was then kind of like, okay, this is about three and a half hours. I'm listening at one point five speed to knock it down to about two and a half hours. I think. Yeah. This book is longer than the movie, <laughs> uh-huh. and it is. Just telling me the story of the movie, but with Alan Dean Foster voice, which is 
bad. I will, I will say, mm-hmm. some of these Star Wars novelizations are really good. Yes. Revenge of the Sith is a prime example. Okay. So. Um, but yeah, some... I will, I will definitely be visiting more novelizations as we move forward. This first one, pretty bad, because I couldn't... Here's the other thing, is that Alan Dean Foster is a terrible writer. Oh, yes. Oh, he's fucking awful. Oh, yes. Um, but because of all the, like, sound effects and production and stuff, in this audiobook of From the Adventures of Luke Skywalker, I couldn't pay attention to it as much. I was noticing it constantly when I was reading the book, just like on my Kindle. I was always noticing how bad he is. Um, but it's hard to retain that when I'm just listening to it in the same way, you know? Uh-huh. So I'm going to try and bring a little more of, like, Alan Dean Foster quotes and, like, bad writing-isms from him to our Splinter of the Mind's Eye episode. But I, I have just, a treat. I don't have them quite as much with... Um, the novelization of From the Adventures of Luke Skywalker. I do have a treat from the future. Okay. From the Force Awakens novelization by one Alan Dean Foster. Yeah. Has he written anything besides these I don't two know. novelizations in Splinter of the Mind's Eye? I Loads of shit. Kylo Ren, Saturnine of Aspect, Lithe of Build, Tortured of Mean, and Troubled of Eye. That's, that's pretty... That is pretty, like, prime Alan for you. That's like... Alan Dean Zeta Foster. Um, let's see what he's written. Let's see if I can find Star Wars he's stuff. He's written lots here. of shit. I know he's written lots of shit. The Ice Rigger trilogy, for example. I just want to find... The Damned trilogy. The Spellsinger series. The Tipping Point trilogy. Standalone novels, collections, anthologies. Novelizations. He's got a Star bunch of... Trek. He's got a bunch based on <laughs> Star Trek the Animated Series, which is hilarious, That's because why funny. wouldn't you just write books based on the Star original Trek? series? Uh, uh, oh, he did the novelization he, of Star Trek and Into Darkness. Which makes sense, because then he goes from Star Trek and Into Darkness to The Force Awakens. Uh, Star Wars Star Wars Universe, he's got Splinter of the Mind's Eye, uh, From the Adventures of Luke Skywalker... Um, the Approaching Storm in 2002. I think that's a new... Oh, yeah, okay. And then The Force Awakens in 2015. Let's see what a- the... Approaching Storm is is like a prequel to the Attack of the Clones. Okay. That might have a nest of Gundarks in it. Oh, a nest of Gundarks, you say? Maybe? Um, I don't remember. This is, this is interesting The nest of me. Gundarks does happen. I very clearly remember a book in my elementary school library which had a green cover with Qui-Gon Jinn on it and this is very much in the same style so now I want to poke through like is this part of a series can I find (sighs) it's not (sighs) oh boy I clicked a link and got (laughs) and got to Heir to the Empire the Thrawn trilogy okay you clicked on a link for Outbound Flight which is a prequel era book that sets up in retrospect, the events of the Throne Trilogy. Fucking incredible. I could not be more excited for that. <laughs> Outbound Flight is a prequel era book, by which I mean chronologically and in real life. It was written during the prequel times of real life. <laughs> um, the prequel times of real life, you know, B.C. 
Oh, We're living in the, the, sequel. Pre- the, the prequel to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the sequel now, baby. Um, uh, but it ties in and like sets up the events of the Thrawn trilogy. It's called Outbound Flight, Jackson, if you want to read that as well. Uh, <laughs> um, it's got Chiss in it. I think Thrawn might be in it. Um, I think Obi-Wan and Thrawn know each other or something. Um, so... I, I definitely know that there's a trilogy of Anakin slash Darth Vader and Thrawn being, like, pals. I think that's new, new canon. canon. Yeah, I know. It's new okay. canon. It's new canon. It's the new Thrawn trilogy. The first one has uh, Thrawn and Anakin during the Clone Wars, and then the next two are Thrawn serving in the Empire and uh, dealing with Darth Vader and all that. That's the one where Thrawn... By the way, those books are still written by Timothy Zahn. That's the book where Thrawn goes to a bar and orders, quote, the cool quaff of information. Do you think Thrawn will ever appear in a Star Wars film? I mean, I hope not. I hope he's always this weird thing that, like, is never actually, like... He's in Rebels. He's gonna be in fucking Rise of Skywalker somehow. That would be amazing. If they got Sheev and Thrawn in there, oh, I'd be elated. Look, Rise of Skywalker does not look very good to me, but if you had Sheev and Thrawn in there, oh, I'd be... I'd be pleased as punch. Um... Um... I have a question. Tell me. Where can people find you online? I was going to say something else about Star Wars. I can't remember what you it was. You love it. I don't know if I love it. It's fucked up that um, Death Stranding is going to come out before Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. By the way, we're like a week out from those reviews hitting for Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. So like, batten down the hatches, folks. The discourse is brewing. Discourse is brewing. Also, also... Uh, this weekend, Ruby comes back, so we should talk to Curly about re-watching I Ruby. definitely, whatever book I'm thinking of definitely would have been a Jedi Apprentice book. Uh-huh. Maybe The Hidden Past here? Anyway, this doesn't matter. Uh, if you go... A Nest of Gundarks. What was I going to... What the fuck was I going to say? If you come over oh, here... Oh, I was going to say something about Victor Prime. To the Uncertain Path? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one where Obi-Wan quits being a Jedi because he has a girlfriend. Okay. Or something like that. Jude Watson wrote like a million Star Wars things. I was going to say something about Vector Prime, which was... I was trying on the last episode to figure out, hey, why the fuck would there have been a um, TV commercial for a Star Wars book? Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, that's weird that they would do a TV commercial to advertise this book. Right, we were going to do that as content, as watch all of the Star Wars commercials we were and the thing i realized is that it was the year 2000 and probably if you put a tv commercial with mark hamill telling you to buy some star wars content in the year 2000 Uh at least a couple people would be like please god i just need some good star wars Please, Mark, yeah, show me the light. Vector Prime. God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, probably people were like, okay, Phantom Menace was bad, but if Mark says that I should read Vector Prime, then goddammit, I'm going to go buy Vector Prime. I'm going to trust also, Mark. no one cared. Like, Star Wars is still popular even when it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just imagine, like, I imagine that you watched Phantom Menace... And we're kind of craving some Luke Skywalker content, and Mark Hamill got on TV to tell you that 
you should go read Vector Prime. Maybe you did that. Maybe you did that. And then Chewie dies in that book. Oh, is that where they drop That's a moon? That's where they drop a moon on Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> R.A. Salvatore kills Chewbacca. There's your episode title. <laughs> episode 72, I will do what Mark Hamill tells me. <laughs> Spicy. You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora and at Zoetics. That's poetic spelled in an X. You can find me on Medium at Medium.com slash at Nora F. Blake and at Zoe Mars. Zoe spelled with an X. Find me on Twitter at Allison underscore coffee. That's A-L-I-S-O-N underscore coffee. You get all the podcasts there. You know about them. We've been doing a podcast like every three days for the last few days. So you can listen to our other episodes if you want to find good You can tell we're coming apart at the seams because we can't stop podcasting. (laughs) Uh, I did briefly think about, and this was before I got sick, uh, just saying like, hey, what if next week, no podcasts? We gotta do podcasts. We gotta do podcasts. You're saying that because you, because you love podcast. <laughs> and uh huh. I'm. I have just entertained the thought of a week without podcasts. No more podcasts. Of of a no more mutants, no more podcasts mm-hmm. sort of thing, just for a week, just to recharge my batteries. Also, next week I'm gonna work like 45 hours, so. On podcasts? On work. Oh, on work. You know where I get money, because I certainly don't get money from podcasts. Damn. That's the show, folks. <laughs> uh, keep it flamio. Keep it flamio. <laughs> yeah, boy! You always hated that sign-off, and you would hate when I did it on other stuff, and now you're saying keep I it flamio. I still hate it. But it's funny. <laughs> Keep it flamey out. Keep it flamey.